Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, and thank you for calling Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Kaz, and this show is dedicated to all of the fans that believe their team can actually make it to the Super Bowl this morning. I'm here with co-host Mike, and we want you to call in and share your thoughts, especially with a few of the preseason games that have gone down. We actually saw an impressive night last night from the Seahawks. We didn't see too much of an impressive night from Tony Romo and the Cowboys. The Vikings, to absolutely stun the world with their first-round draft picks, have yet to prove that everything's coming together. Detroit looks like a pretty good shocker. No worries so far with the Packers, and we just really want to wait and see if the Bears can once again pull it off. So we want to hear your thoughts about your favorite NFC North team or teams around the league that you think will make it to the Super Bowl. And it looks like we have our co-host Mike on the line. Good morning, Mike. How are you? I see, I see, I see. So why don't we start with your favorite team in the NFC North, and that would be the Chicago Bears, who always start the year strong and end up injury world. Man, what is on the agenda for this year? I mean, there's a coaching regime change. We actually had a chance to spend some time at training camp. They looked really, really good at training camp. What are your thoughts on Jay Cutler and this new coaching regime actually leading your team to the postseason? I'm going to force some bad things in. In addition to that, when you force some bad things in, he has not had necessarily the people to throw the ball to. Devin Hester, great kick returner, horrible wide receiver. Earl Bennett, good receiver, spent more time on injured reserve. Yes, we have uh, new players from last season, like Alshon Jeffrey, and, of course, 
we have other things going on, but we need him to not force the ball into anyone. I don't care if you're comfortable with him or not. Give the ball and spread the ball around. No more 1,500-yard seasons to the same player. All right, I definitely do agree with that. I do agree with that. But now you've got a new coaching regime. You've got a new style. I really do think you're going to see a lot more from the offense. What do you looking to see from your Chicago Bears this year? Just, just, just throw away the injuries. And then looking at the preseason games and the time that we spent at training camp, what do you believe can happen? What was impressive to you on the offensive side and the defensive side of the ball? And what should other teams in the NFC North look out for from the Bears? To see from the Bears. What I would like to see from the Bears is, number one, in a division. Yes, that's asking a lot, but, hey, you can't you can't want to win a Super Bowl without asking a lot of for your team. I want to see the offensive line protect Jay Cutler. If nothing else, if he's not the most protected quarterback in the NFL, I would like for him to be the most protected quarterback in the division. Another thing is I would like to see us use Martellus Bennett to our full capability. The last time we had a, an athletic tight end was Greg Olson. But Martellus Bennett has the potential to be better because he can block as well as catch the ball. I would like to see the offense win some games instead of not lose games. Literally, most of our offense last season wow. came from the defense. You asked what I would like to see the offense do. I would like to see us come into the game and just play a game of football instead of play a game of not lose ball. All right. Well, I definitely, I truly understand that, and I can agree. I think this is going to be a pretty good year. I think the Bears are actually going to be a little bit of a shocker. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of preseason exhibition games determining what a regular season outcome will be, but they do look pretty solid. Another team that I want to bring up, which looks like all of their defensive and offensive weapons are starting to come together. Their chemistry is coming together. They're gelling. They're starting to look like a solid team. And they need to by giving $53 million in a contract extension to their quarterback are the Detroit Lions. And I'm wondering what your thought is this season on the Detroit Lions. What do you see that's different from the year past? See, that's the thing. With the Detroit Lions, as a matter of fact, with the exception of the Vikings, I'm going to compare all of the the Detroit Lions, the Chicago Bears, and the Green Bay Packers, it's going to come down to how well they protect Matthew Stafford. Matt Stafford has spent a lot of time injured. He does not need to be laying back there. He has the best weapon in the NFL in Calvin Johnson. Another thing is it's going to come down to what type of leadership is Reggie Bush going to bring to the Lions. Reggie Bush is a serviceable, serviceable running back. And literally, Detroit has not had a running back that they could count on um, for a long time. And it's time to actually see what Detroit can do. Literally, there's no way in the world with there's no way in the world that Calvin Johnson should have been able to set that record. Literally, if you have, he's the only person that they could throw the ball to. 
Now, Calvin Johnson is a monster. Yeah, I was going to say, he, he's pretty amazing, the fact that he did set that record with him being one of the few reliable people or the most reliable person that Matt could have thrown the ball to. That's actually pretty amazing. No, I'm not saying that it's not amazing. He's a monster. Coming into the football game, everybody knew where Matt Stafford was throwing the ball to. They could have him in triple coverage. He was still going to end up with the ball. My point is they need to spread the ball around so that, Honestly, we don't know as fans where the ball is going to. As fans, we Calvin Johnson is so good that we like watching him. Most of the time, you hated watching someone against your team. Calvin Johnson is that, just that good. But it's going to come down to, is Detroit ready to get out of the, the cellar of the NFL? They had one good 10-win season and then followed that up with being back in last place in the division. I think they are. I, I think they're going to give it their all this year. I think Matt Stafford is really, really different as as a leader. Like, he's really tightened up his boot, boot laces. He's ready to go and truly lead this team. And I just look at their defense. Their defense and their secondary are just way above average. It makes no sense that they sat at the, at the bottom of, of the NFC North. That, that was a big shock to me. So I really do think we're going to see some some different types of plays. I think we're going to see some really good adjustments. We're still going to see the same Megatron explosiveness. He is the go-to guy. There's no getting around that. I think Reggie Bush will bring that additional offensive push that they really, really needed so that you don't always go to Calvin Johnson. You just don't know how Matt is going to play the next play. And I do want to see Matt Stafford fix something, if possible, his footwork and getting out of the pocket. That is so key. You can't – they don't have a bad O-line. Their O-line is not bad. But overall, just in, – in, in, God, I really need to see his footwork and to see him really get out of the pocket. That would be a, a huge plus – for them, I mean, when you watch Jay Cutler, when you watch definitely Aaron Rodgers, who's who's phenomenal at it, Matt Stafford's got to do a little bit more to help his team, and they would truly be a lot more successful. Can't blame. One of the things I can't blame Matt Stafford for is the fact that he was a how can I put this? He was a quarterback with the fact that he did not have a running game on his side the defensive lines going against him were basically able to pin their ears back because they knew every time he dropped back, he had to pass the ball. He didn't have a choice. Uh, And with them coming at him and not having the footwork of a Jay Cutler or an Aaron Rodgers, he spent time on the ground. He has talent. They did not have a bad offensive line in Detroit, but let's also look at it. After you're in the third quarter, that offensive line gets tired. In the beginning of a game, you can protect them, but you can't. You can only protect so much when defensive lines are sending in waves of players that are coming fresh off the bench. Most defensive lines in the NFL, yeah, you have a starting defensive line, but your second-string defensive line is actually getting playing time. Your defensive ends, your defensive tackles are coming in in droves, and they're going to make it happen, and they're going to pin their ears back. It's going to come down to the coaching staffs of the NFC North to catch up to Green Bay to to get creative. 
Green Bay has an excellent uh, offensive coaching staff. They do what they do. The NFC North, between the Vikings, between the Bears, and between the Lions, has to catch up. The biggest jump, I personally think, in the NFC North on the offensive side will be the team we just spoke about in Chicago. Not because I'm a fan of them, but because the Bears have had the talent, but they have not had the coaching staff, and they're going to bring some fresh, fresh eyes to the uh, to the team. But literally, you can't come in doing the same thing every season expect different uh, results. Yes, it's good to have new players, but you also have to be creative. This NFL, forget just the NFC North, NFL wide has gotten creative everywhere. Um, one of my favorite teams to talk about is the Patriots. They change up what they do, even though their stalwart in Tom Brady is still going to be there. They have played different games every year. The season they had Randy Moss, uh, the first season, they aired the ball out every play. Randy Moss was gone. They go back to short routes, and they, they move it around like a West Coast offense. So literally the NFC North has to get creative. And I think that is what Detroit needs to concentrate on. Uh, the balance is going to be there, and you said it right. Reggie Bush is going to give them some creativity of what they can do because Reggie Bush, you don't have to hand him the ball. You can throw a five-yard pass, and he will run like a running back, and it will basically be a, a running play from a five-yard pass. Reggie Bush is going to give them that, and it's going to come down to are the players ready to look at themselves as winners as opposed to just saying they're winners. Very true. I, I Very true. I definitely agree with that. And there's another team that I want to focus on, and you touched a lot on it, and that's the Packers. The Packers for us here in the NFC North are our biggest rivals. I think a lot of us that are not Packers fans literally have dartboards with, like, Aaron Rodgers' face dead in the center of it, and we try to hit it every week. But we cannot, it, it can't go unnoticed, the success that Aaron Rodgers has had since Brett Favre stepping away. He's consistent. He gets out of the pocket. His footwork is excellent. He is, has been able to lead his team through so many oppositions, including to Super Bowl. So now that we look at the Packers this year, they've had quite a few key losses in left tackle. They've got some injuries. They lost Brett Jennings to rival Minnesota Vikings. What are we now expecting to see from the Green Bay Packers? Will they have another stellar season, or is this going to be one of those seasons where this is really trying to work out the kinks and, and the bugs? Or is Aaron Rodgers able to take what he has to work with and march him back into the postseason and even possibly get the NFC North Division title? One of the things is, of the things is these NFC North teams and NFC North fans, we're excited that he lost his. Uh, his left tackle, but let's keep it real. Yeah, we Aaron really Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has spent more time on the ground than even Matt Stafford and Jay Cutler. He still finds a way. So there is no guarantee that him losing his left tackle will mean uh, blue skies for everybody else. But even just just beyond the left tackle, there have been other there have been other changes. I mean, losing Greg Jennings was was a big one for him. We've got to see the outcome of Jordy Nelson. I mean, there, there are just so many 
teams that seem to be trying to pick the Packers apart this upcoming season. And we are we've we've crowned Aaron Rodgers the king of NFC North quarterbacks. I mean, he's phenomenal to watch. But at the same time, can they pull it off and stay at the top of the NFC North division with everything stacked against them this season? See, my theory on that is literally the Packers are not something that you can ever forget about. I don't care if you're talking about divisionally, conference-wise, or nationally. But you brought up Jordy Nelson. He's always an excellent target for for uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you can't forget the fact that their second string wide receivers would have started on any other NFL team. It just so happened that Jennings was greater. But one of the things is, let me let me see if I can pull up their current depth chart. With this in mind, their current depth chart, you had plenty of people that did, did their thing, and Randall Cobb has been trying to break out. And I think it's time for him to have his breakout season because that's that's what the Packers basically bet on by not resigning Jennings. Well, it's time for uh, Randall Cobb to do his thing. You got Jermichael Finley at tight end. He's going to have to do his thing. Now, what will be important is will Dewan Harris, their running back, be able to maintain? Because literally we talk about Matt Stafford never having a running back. Uh, I can't think of a time when uh, Aaron Rodgers has had a big-time running back. So, yeah, yeah uh, it's, I agree. It's I time agree. For, it's time for that their offensive side of the ball to be more balanced and not just throwing it downfield. Uh, literally, Aaron Rodgers is always in the top three of rushing yards for that offense. I'm sorry, when you're a Super Bowl winning team in the most recent years, you should not your quarterback should not be in your top three of rushing leaders on your team. It just shouldn't happen. Yes, he is Aaron Rodgers, and everybody wants to crown him king, and he's definitely one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL, but I'm sorry. Unless your name is Cam Newton or Michael Vick, you should not be close to leading your team in in rushing yards. And even those who I just mentioned shouldn't be leading their team in rushing yards. Uh, that's, that's been a Michael Vick trademark since the days of the Falcons, too. We can't negate that, but I, I definitely agree. We're, I really, for the Packers, have to see how it all comes together, and I really hope that they don't lose their momentum, and I do like the back situation that we are looking at in Green Bay, which now brings us to our final NFC North team, of course. I'm a huge fan of. Yeah, we, uh, I, I and you, don't, you better not start with nothing. I, I best for last back, or nothing like that. No, 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 no. We're not, we not, we, we not going to go there. But but this 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 is just this is reality. This is the reality of the game. A lot of Vikings fans, well I won't say a lot, some of them are a little bit disappointed in what they've seen in the preseason. One thing that I always tell people, these are exhibition games. There's a lot of things going on, there are roster changes, people fighting for roster spots in the preseason. With the loss of, of two a days and, and more OTAs and, and one on one practices, they most teams are not in the football shape that they would like to be in. So when we look at it, it's, it's they're really exactly what they are, exhibition games. 
But now we're looking at the people who are fighting for a roster spot, and um, some of them I just was not impressed by. And I'm still waiting, and I'm a huge Vikings fan, but I'm still waiting for I, – I don't believe in throwing Christian Ponder out with the, the baby in the bathwater. I, I don't. I do not think he is a below-average quarterback. I think he is truly above average and can be consistent. I also like the addition of Matt Castle as a backup quarterback. That that brings that veteran skill to that position and some consistency. What happened last year in the playoff game was – heartbreaking to me, and I just sat in the corner and cried. But when we look at the weapons that are still there and what's been acquired in the NFL draft, what are your thoughts as to where the Vikings will play? Do they have a chance to make it back to another postseason? And how are we going to see Adrian Peterson used? And is he going to set and or even break another record? Is he going to be the monster that he has been, especially what we saw last season? Well, first off, uh, I would say they easily have the best running back tandem in the NFC North. Not just looking at Adrian Peterson, you have Toby Gearhart coming out of the backfield. So let's start with that. But I'm one of those people that is ready to throw Christian Ponder out with the bath water. <laughs> Uh, no, no, he I personally, I guess. personally, I believe your number two quarterback should be your number one. He should be QB one. That is not saying much because Matt Castle hasn't done much since being in the Patriots system himself. Now, to get back to all of that, they are doing one thing that I don't believe in in uh, in Minnesota. Seems to me they are building the team around. They are building the team around Christian Ponder, and saying, "Okay, Christian Ponder will get better." Instead of starting with the quarterback and building from there. So you think the coaching staff just has too much faith in Christian Ponder? Like, what? What are you saying? Are you? I don't. Should they give I'm up for Christian Ponder? Is he just not going to get them to the next level? I mean, remember. The Bears did go to the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman as their quarterback. So you never know. I mean, if, if, you've, if you've got enough outlets, I mean, look at the record that Megatron set, and that was like the only person that met really as a throw-through. You did not just say the Bears went to the Super Bowl as uh, with Rex Grossman as their quarterback, did you? Did you just say that? Um, if I remember correctly, their quarterback uh, wore number 54, and his name was Brian Urlacher. Uh, <laughs> their defense was their offense. So uh, any true Bears fan knows he was just a warm body sitting on the field when the offense happened to be out there. So are you saying the same miracle can't happen for the Vikings? Uh, if you want to go there, you can win without a good quarterback. The uh, – the Ravens proved that in 2000. Very true. Uh, so it's not about quarterbacks. It's, it's about not messing up. And honestly, if you want to go there until Rex Grossman threw that late uh, interception to Kelvin Hayden, the Bears were still relatively in the game. From there, it went way downhill. So that's that's a whole other debate we can have on on a Bears' bye week. So, so, but I guess this is why nobody wants to throw Christian Ponder under the bus. 
Um, there have been teams that have been successful that don't have a stellar quarterback. And so in looking at all the other weapons and the chemistry that the Vikings have, will we see the Vikings make another postseason debut? What I would think with the Vikings is going to come down to if the rest of the offense can bring Christian Ponder along, and that's what I'm questioning can happen. Yes, you have Adrian Peterson. Yes, you have uh, uh, Greg Jennings. But I truly don't know if they can bring him along. All right, so there you have it. So those are our co-hosts, Mike's wonderful thoughts on the NFC North this season and what to look out for. Next week, we will be broadcasting live from Detroit as we hear what the Detroit Lions fans have to say about their team going into the regular season and where they think they'll fare in the postseason. Thank you for listening and tuning into Football Fan Rush Radio. I'm Kaz. And I'm Mike. And we will see you next episode.